Hi, this is Pam, and it's time for your next Divinely Driven Moment. I want to start by saying Happy Valentine's Day. I hope that you guys are having a blessed day filled with wonderful surprises and goodies. But for today's podcast, it's actually part two of the topic, What True Love Looks Like. And when I went to God about this message, he guided me to the story of Naomi, her daughter-in-law Ruth, and uh, Ruth's husband, Boaz. Now this story is a beautiful story in my opinion of love, kindness, and unselfishness. So I want to share a little bit about that story, but I do ask that you go back and read the story for yourself to see what else you may get from the story that we don't discuss or talk about in today's podcast. The story begins with Naomi and her husband and their two sons. They actually moved from Judah to Moab because of famine. Once they get there, Naomi's husband dies, and her two sons marry two Moabite women, Ruth and Orpah. And shortly thereafter, the two sons die. So at this point, you've got Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws only. Naomi then decides to go back to Judah, where she was from, because she'd heard that the famine was no longer there. On the journey back, Naomi, tell, Naomi tells her two daughter-in-laws who are with her that they need to go back to Moab where their, where their families were. She says that she's asked the Lord to be with them and give them security for another marriage. And she just says, you know, you really need to go back to be with where your parents are. Orpah decides to head back. However, Ruth stays firm and says no. Ruth tells Naomi, your people will be my people your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. Naomi says no more. She realizes that Ruth is very serious that she's not going back. So then they head to Judah. Now when you get to Ruth chapter 2, you'll see that Ruth now meets Boaz, who is described as a wealthy and influential man. She meets him in his fields, where she is out there working and picking up stalks of grain behind the harvesters. This, in my opinion, was the beginning of Boaz's care and love for Ruth. He begins to have favor for her. He tells her that she can stay in his field, pick up the harvest behind the harvesters, drink whenever she's thirsty, and he even warns the men not to harm her but allow her to continue to do what she's doing. He even tells her one day to come in and eat and gives her so much food that she has enough for leftovers. Now that enough is that enough is enough to shout about because you can see God blessing Ruth and Naomi but not with not only enough but more than enough Ruth made the conscious decision to serve the one and true living God and because of that and her faithfulness and her love for Naomi God blesses her now the story continues in chapter 3 Naomi giving Ruth direction on how she should go and lie at Boaz's feet and wait for instructions. Ruth is obedient and does exactly what her mother-in-law tells her to do. This obedience leads to the marriage of Ruth and Boaz. Again, you've got to read the story for yourself. God blesses their union with the son, Obed, who Naomi, now the grandmother, loved as her own. So if you think about that story so far, Boaz is blessed with Ruth, who he loves. Ruth is blessed with a husband. Naomi now is blessed with a grandson after losing her two sons. So once you read the story for yourself, you very rarely, if at all, see the word love actually used. However, the acts of love were shown in every way. 
My point is, Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz showed true love for each other through compassion and kindness. God was the foundation of their relationship, and therefore they knew what true love looked like, and they showed it to one another. We have to show true love, but we first have to understand what it looks like through having love for God, because God is love. Such a beautiful story. Please go back and read it for yourself. But I have to go ahead and close today's podcast with the the prayer of salvation. So I ask that you pray this prayer with me. Lord, today I repent of the sins that I have done and I ask that you forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me and that you rose from the dead with all power in your hand. From this day forward, help me to live every day for you in a way that pleases you. The word says that if you speak that prayer and believe it, you are saved. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Have a blessed and beautiful. This is Pam and it's time for your next divinely driven moment. Today I want to talk about true love and what it looks like. This will be a two-part session, one today, and then I'll wrap up on tomorrow, which of course is Valentine's Day. And with this topic, the Lord instructed me to discuss the story of Samson and Delilah a very familiar story in the Bible that is recorded in the book of Judges. Now, you know the story about Samson and Delilah, but I think it's important to know that the story truly begins with the faith and obedience Samson's parents had for God. If you remember, they could not bear children. However, the angel of God appeared to them and told them of the son that they would have and that he would be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth and that he would begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. Samson's parents believed God, they believed the angel of God, and they followed the instructions that he gave them regarding the birth because of their faith. Now, Samson was a very powerful man, as you remember. The Lord used the strength that he gave Samson to win many battles. Samson was aware of his calling, and he knew that there were clear instructions that he must never cut his hair or he would lose his strength. However, when you look in Judges 16 verses 4, the word says that he met Delilah and he fell in love. This, in my opinion, was the beginning of his destruction. Because Delilah used the power of persuasion against Samson to get him to tell her the secrets of his strength. She gave this information to his enemies, which caused his hair to be cut, his eyes to be gouged out, and he became a prisoner in Gaza. Now, the truth of the matter is, Samson loved Delilah, and the word says it. But you never see in the word where Delilah loved Samson. As a matter of fact, it's pretty clear that she didn't because of the deception she used that harmed him. My point is, Samson's parents obviously sought the angel of God for direction on how to care for Samson, both in the womb and once he was born. Samson sought God when he went to him in prayer right before his death, and he asked God for one last victory over Philistines, and God heard his prayer. He ended up killing more Philistines at his death than he had in all of his previous battles. My point is, the Bible never shows where Samson sought God about his dealings with Delilah. He was infatuated by her, and he did not recognize what true love looked like because she never showed him true love. The word says in 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 4 and 5, love is patient, it's kind, 
Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. That's the word. But Delilah demanded that Samson give her the information about his strength. And then she turned and used it against him. So again, my next point is, are we seeking God like we should before we select a mate? Are we seeking God who is love about our relationships? If we're in a marriage and it's struggling, are we seeking God who is love about our relationships? Shouldn't we seek God in order to receive the type of love we need to have and seeking him in order to give the love we need to give to others? It seems pretty obvious to me because God is love. Such an important topic and we need to train our children to recognize love. By understanding who God is and having a relationship with him. We need to train our grandchildren the same way. So that we can live in a society that recognizes what true love looks like. Oh, such an important topic. As I wrap up today's podcast, I always want to close with the prayer of salvation. In Romans 10 and 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So I ask that you pray this prayer with me. Lord, today I repent the sins that I have done and I ask that you forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me and that you rose from the dead with all power in your hand. You did for me what I could not do for myself. Come into my life and take control. Lord, I love you and I thank you. And I want to spend all eternity with you. The word says that that if you speak this prayer and believe it, you are saved. Thank you for listening. Have a great and wonderful day. Amen.